Do you have a never-ending to-do list that you can't catch a break from? Are you feeling stuck in the lie that there is never enough time in the day to get all the things done you need to do? And where is the time for yourself? That gets put on the back burner again because of all the things you're on your list that demand your attention. Mama, I've been there. I'm still there at times, but when I let go of that long honey-do list I created for myself and let God lead my schedule, my day flows so much more smoothly and I have more peace. Yeah, I'm serious. Like, I tell him all the things I need to get done and then I hand it over to him. This is why I'm bringing my friend Sarah Dalton onto the show today to talk about three keys to simplifying your to-do list. Sarah is the founder of Your Simply Big Life, an online community that empowers women to step out of the overwhelm and live each day in alignment with their core values. She creates tools like the Peace and Productivity Planner, as well as her online courses that help women lighten the mental load and create space in their lives for what matters most. Sarah is the host of the Peace and Productivity Podcast, where she has weekly conversations with like-minded women and offers inspiration on all things simplifying and living an intentional life. She is passionate about helping women learn to find their unique balance and flow with both peace and productivity. Well, if you're passionate about finding balance and peace in your own life, you are in the right place. Let's step into the fire with Sarah. Hey mama, welcome to Red Hot Mindset. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel guilty prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe. I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I sacrificed my own dreams to take care of my kids. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up. I desperately wanted to find a way to create simple systems so I could create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own outside of motherhood, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can find yourself again and turn your passions into purpose. In order to have a red-hot mindset, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey, Sarah. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm so glad to have you here today. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. Absolutely. I think it's so fun because... I met Sarah before we became a part of the same mastermind group. I had no idea. We listened to the same podcasters, had the same podcasting coach, but I found her podcast beforehand and I loved listening to it because she does all things simply, simply. And that, like I said, was, is my year word for the year. How can I blank simply? And so when I started listening to her, I just felt like we had a connection and I really needed to reach out and get to know her. And now we are friends and we are in the same mastermind for this season and God is good. So Sarah, before we get in and dive deep into what we're talking about today, do you mind just sharing a little bit about you so we can get to know you better, maybe a little bit about your family and some interests that you have? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think, first of all, that is so cool that I love, I love the podcast world community and, you know, meeting like-minded women and connecting. And that, again, I think God just totally, he had that planned out. So that's so cool. Um, and so, yeah, so I am a mom and a stepmom. I have two stepsons. They are both teenagers. One's actually in college. And then I have a 10 year old, just turned 10, just turned eight year old. So a 10 year old son, eight year old daughter. Um, we live in the Midwest. This is where I grew up. So we kind of came back literally to the town that I grew up in, <laughs> which wasn't always the plan, but it's, we absolutely love it here. It's an amazing community. Um, just a really great place to, to raise the family. So to raise the kids. Um, but I, I mean, really in this season of my life, I would say, <laughs> parenting and marriage family is, you know, my biggest priority. And then just with the stage the kids are in, it's just so it's in the thick of it <laughs> with the eight and 10 year old, you know, to really lay that groundwork. So I'm really leaning into that. And then the business that this is truly, it doesn't, I mean, it sounds cliche, but it does not feel like work. It is the podcast is the most fun thing ever. So <laughs> I just, and, you know, so it's really, really fun. And that's really the way when they're at school, that's what I do with my time. And I like to throw in a little yoga in there. I'm getting back into that after the pandemic and COVID myself, you know, all the things getting back into my, my self-care rhythms as far as that goes. So yeah. mm, I love it. I love it. And I love that you said that podcasting doesn't feel like work to you. Cause that's one of the things that I love talking about. I love talking about yeah. how can you turn your passion or your interest into a purpose. And I love it when uh, women find something that they love to do that they would probably just do for free because they just love it so much. Yeah. And it just no longer feels like work. It feels like you're doing something with meaning and um, mm -hmm. have a message to share. And I just love that. So yeah, such very a cool. Yeah. yeah, we're I'm a Midwesterner in heart as well. I grew up in <laughs> Minnesota and we went back to the small town that we lived in as well. When, after we got married and I had said, I'll never go back to Minnesota again. It's too cold, but we finally left a couple, it'll be about two years in May. And we are now in Colorado, which is a little bit more temperate. I suppose. I love Colorado. Love mm -hmm. Colorado. <laughs> it's beautiful. I definitely say, come on over the mountains. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, well, today we're going to be talking about simplifying that to-do list, but I would love for it to hear a little bit about your story. Um, when it comes to the to-do list, what challenges did you have in the beginning where you were like, I need to figure this out and create mm -hmm. some simplicity in my life? Yeah. So love, love to start here because that's it. And truly when I say, when I talk about the podcast and the business, it all came, it truly did come out of the fact that I was searching for something. I was searching for the answers and all, you know, in all the different places and all the different planners and eventually I just kind of started creating what I wish I would have had. Um, and so what I realized and really thinking deeply about, you know, kind of looking back and saying like, where was I? I think the biggest thing was, first of all, I had, there just wasn't a lot of structure. And I, because I didn't know, I didn't know that I could kind of apply a framework or a structure to my to-do list. All I had ever heard or learned was there's just this one massive ongoing mile long to-do list and nobody had told me any different. And, and I just thought the overwhelm and the constant feeling like you never had enough time to do the things you need to do. Like that was normal. 
So I remember, I mean, I would have lists everywhere. I had all different kinds of lists for home, for work, but, you know, in that point, I wasn't even, it wasn't even quite the business, you know, back in like five years ago, but it was just trying to, I had no separation. So it was all one big jumble. And so whether that was self-care, things I need to do for the home, like the meal planning and the recurring things, I realized it was the things, you know, get a birthday present, send this email and then the meal planning, the laundry, like it was all lumped together. And I realized now, now that I have this framework that we'll talk about and that kind of separating those out, that that was so much of the overwhelm was one big lump. And the key also, it was not connected to my calendar. It was just, again, there was these tasks, they were floating around and there was no prioritization. There was no, when will I actually do these? And so there, it was just, it was kind of floating around in space and I didn't, again, the overwhelm kind of stopped me in my tracks from actually making progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, as you were talking about the to-do list and how long it is, <laughs> I was thinking about, okay, so I'm a to-do list person. I write them all down and then I forget where I put it and I lose it. And then I forget what's on it. And then I'm like overwhelmed because I go, I don't remember what I need to do. And that yeah. was kind of my, my ADD brain kind of a thing. But I, mm-hmm. I had such a hard time keeping things straight. And if I didn't write it down, it wasn't going to get done. And so I had to like, go. how in the world can I do this? And how can I make it simple for me? So I don't lose track of what I'm doing and lose my mind. Because I feel like, especially like you were saying, you're in the season of elementary and middle school kids. And I feel like it's almost a busier season than baby stage because you're keeping track of their calendar and their activities and all of these things and trying to keep track of homework and keep track of all the, all the extra things. And And then I don't know about you, but I'm keeping track of my husband's schedule as well. So my brain is just going a mile a minute. <laughs> it's it's constant and it's constant. And I know we'll talk about this, but I think the other thing that is huge when it comes to the to-do list is this idea of embracing the fact, and I've had to, this is a hard pill to swallow. This is a little bit of tough love, but this, this coming to this realization and, and it's freedom too, at the other end of it, is that there's always going to be things that are adding to our list always, constantly, ideas, tasks, other people's agendas, like constantly. And so this idea of, and we'll get into, right, how to really, I do believe we have the the power and we are empowered to, again, create that structure to deal with it. But at the same time, and letting go of this need to get to the end of it. Like we're not, and you know, almost just embracing that and getting comfortable with that uncomfortable feeling of we're never going to get to the end. I think that's what almost what a lot of us as moms were like waiting to like, we're waiting to rest. We're waiting to do our self-care. We're waiting until we get to the end of it. And that that end never comes. Right. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Cause we're like, okay, well, I, I only have 10 things on my to-do list. If I can get them all done, then I can have exactly. me count. But exactly. then it ends up being 20 things on my list at the end of yeah. the week. I'm like, wait, where's the Go. Yeah. So yeah. totally. I love that. I love that we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear what your aha moment was. Like, when did you make the change and really realize that the problem wasn't having a clean house or tackling the to-do list in a tangible, physical way, but it was actually an internal problem that you were dealing with? Yeah, this is such a good question. And this is really kind of the foundation of the way that I teach the peace and productivity method. It's starting with the the clarity of your core values, who you are, what do you value most, 
because people throw around, right, what's most important and this and that. And then it's kind of like, well, how do I, how do I know? And, but I start with knowing your core values and, and that's where in the, that struggling time, that's where I started working with my my own coach and she introduced me to core values and it just started clicking this idea of what I had been doing. And on top of core values, the vision, getting a clear vision for my life. How do I want to be spending my time? How do I want to be my days to look, my weeks to look? And just, again, that empowerment feeling and what I was doing before I was interest, introduced to all of that was really sort of these, these outside influence, letting the outside influence tell me or dictate what I should have on my list, what I should be doing. So it was all these things on my to-do list that really were not connected or aligned to who I was, what I wanted most out of life, what was most important, and how I really wanted to be spending my time. So there was this disconnect. And I think, again, there's things we need to do as moms, right? That we don't love, that aren't necessarily a, like aligned, but those, those ideally are gonna be, and again, you'll see as we kind of move through this framework, they don't make up your life. They don't make up, you know, just going around, putting out the next fire, doing the next thing on the task list, because that's what we do. Ideally, that's not, to me, that's not freedom. And that's not what I, I realized that's how I was living. And then the shift was, oh, when I have the clarity of who I am and what my life, I want my life to look like, I can re reverse engineer basically my to-do list in that way. Mm, I love it. And I talk about reversing or reverse engineering goals, yes. like taking those and breaking them up. I never yeah. really thought about that with a to-do list, but that yeah. actually makes a lot of sense because I do talk about uh, taking the most important thing off your to-do list, but how do you do that? And how do you decide and cater exactly. to that? So that is so good. <laughs> and I was, I was kind of thinking as you're talking about when I was saying I have to write everything down, I have such mommy brain. And I know that some people listening, you're like, you resonate with that. You're like, yeah, I got mommy brain or, or I say yeah. I'm getting old, I guess. Cause I have my 20th reunion for high school this year. I'm going, what? I think we're the same age <laughs> or, or I'm, I might be a little early, older than you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. Forties, right. So yeah. it's craziness. I'm yeah. going, man, I've lived more of my life as an adult than as yeah. a kid now. Mm -hmm. And, but yeah. anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just was thinking about it going, it's all about mindset in a way like that initial yes. mindset. And before we get into the framework, I do want to talk a tiny bit about the core values because you addressed those and I know you have resources. So if anyone mm -hmm. wants to learn a little bit more about the core values and go deeper, we'll let you yeah. know how to do that later. But can you share with me uh, maybe a couple of your core values yeah. so we can hear what does that mean? Yes. Okay. So what I like to, you know, where I like to start is identifying your top five core values. And again, and then you can kind of, then you design from there as you go through the process of the peace and productivity method, it's then you can design the vision, then you can design your goals, then, you know, so it's this each next step. So for me, like, I think I mentioned freedom is one of my top core values. Connection is another one and growth. I'll start there because I think those, what that says to me then is when, when you can know these core values and where it really comes into this, I like to say they're your foundation, kind of like I mentioned, you start there and you build from there, but they're also your filter. So as you're planning out your week, as you're writing your to-do list, as you're 
combing your to-do list, like we'll talk about and trying to prioritize, take off the things like you're talking about, you're using, you're able to really have like a, an actual practical, tangible filter through your core values and say, okay, does this list, does this plan for my week, does it make me feel free? Am I feeling, am I living out my value of freedom in this, this week, right? Do, or do I feel this restriction? Do I feel, you know, this kind of feeling of like, I have no time for myself. I have that, this lack feeling versus the abundance that comes with freedom. So, and it's really important, right? When we, again, because a core value of freedom could mean something different to each of us. So a big part of my process, just in the framework of knowing your core values, it's naming them, then defining them. So what does that mean? So the clearer you are of what, what does growth mean to you? What does integrity mean to you? You know, what does it mean to me? So then it becomes an even more effective filter. And a connection is another good one that I know the moms will really resonate with because this idea of connecting in this season, like I mentioned, to my family, to my husband, to my kids. And so looking at my schedule, looking at my to-do list, am I just jam-packing the list with all the random things with cleaning the house, running errands, doing all these things and, and quality time with them is nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be found on the calendar, which it's so easy. There's no judgment. There's no, it's so easy to do that because we do have so many things as busy moms. We have, so, we wear so many hats, so many things. So it's really that intentionality piece that the core values help you to bring in. Okay. That makes sense. And I, I'm thinking about some core values that I have. And one of them, I guess would be called, I don't know if I have defined it yet, but peace, because I want to yes. live an unhurried life. Yes. So it's more about, is this going yep. to put me in a hurry? So that would be kind of Absolutely. how I like that as we go. So that's good for me to know. So oh, good. as you're listening, kind of think about that. What, what lens would you be looking through? What are your values that you would be looking through with this to-do list? So let's talk about mindset. Um, do I have to do all the things every single day. Like I know this is one of your keys. Yeah. Buying um, our to-do list. Yeah. And it's kind of what I, I mentioned a little bit in the beginning, this idea of it's, it's getting comfortable with that feeling like, and, and knowing, and that's the freedom, the empowerment is that it will continue to grow. That's just the nature of the to-do list. That's like a law of the to-do list. I feel like the law of nature that, and just life that it's constantly growing and so this idea that it makes sense, right? There's the disconnect when we, if, if we are operating under this, this feeling or this, whatever it is, this limiting belief, if that's how we've seen our moms do it or the, the other moms, right? In our community that they're constantly doing something, they're constantly busy. And I really think it gets to this place where we start to connect our worth with what we're checking off. So this is that, that mindset piece of really ideally detaching that. I know it's easier said than done. And that's why this is, of course, like most things with self, you know, self-improvement, all the things it's, it's this process. And this awareness is the first piece of what, what is our kind of the way that we see our time? Are we saying, I never have enough time. I never have enough time to do all the things on my list, let alone time for myself. And if we're constantly telling ourselves that, then that's going to be our truth. That's going to be the life and this kind of this, almost this cloud that we're living under that we're kind of walking around with this frustration that we've already failed almost before we even started. So I think it's just identifying those limiting beliefs, whatever is that, that is for you. 
So the idea of worth is a big one that I see, you know, that the more I do, the better mom I am, the more I do, the better wife I am, whatever that is. And then really this busy culture, this hustle culture, that's the other piece of it. And I struggle with this for sure. This idea of like, if I'm not doing something, then like, it feels weird. (laughs) It feels weird. And, but just like you said, I I don't know if you've read that book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's kind of what you, what, yeah. Um, Just getting, again, I feel like so much of this, it's almost like a theme of like getting comfortable with the uncomfortable feelings of being bored, of not picking up our phone, of not feeling, of not checking off all the things. And like, we'll get into the true kind of fulfillment comes when, and at least for me, what I've found in the women I work with really doesn't come from checking off all the things. It's more like, these are my most important things for today. And I check those off and that feels amazing. And letting that be almost that idea too, of what is enough? When is enough enough? Right. I mean, those are things I ask, I need to ask myself all the time. Oh my goodness. When is enough enough for sure? Because I can sit there with my to-do list and do like pretty much just go straight all day long without having any white space. And I have to go on a tangent for a second because you brought up the ruthless elimination of hurry. So good. Uh, By John Mark Comer. Yep. Yep. Right. I was like, Mark John Comer, John. I know. (laughs) Um, Best book ever when it comes to peaceful days and getting unhurried life. And when I was in this process of trying to simplify and and hearing God say, you gotta let go. One of my Mm -hmm. friends said, have you ever read this book? And so I listened to it and I I listen to it probably every year because I just want to be reminded of why we shouldn't be in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And I, a to-do list to me, and I'll link the book because I think it's so good for every mom to read. I mean, my gosh, we are you imagine? in a mentality world and a hurried world. And, um, and so it was so good. So good. But I think about that with a to-do list because Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to be in a hurry to get everything done or to check things off. And I have that personality. I know there's someone else out here that has this personality, but I will finish something and realize it wasn't on my to-do list. So I'll put it on my to-do list because I want to check it off because I want to be, I was productive today and I'm an achiever and all the things. Right. Right. And when I'm like, what's the point of that? Was there really any intention on me putting that onto my to-do list? It just makes my to-do list longer. Right. Um, maybe it, it gave me the satisfaction of checking it off, but rather than check, just checking things off our list, you were saying, you know, let's, let's address the most important. So what mm-hmm. is it that we should focus on? How do we know what's the most important? Yeah. So I think I love, first of all, what, what you were saying about that, because you're right that, I mean, I, that's a thing. That's for sure. A thing, this idea, the satisfaction of checking the boxes and, and, and that's not wrong. That is not wrong. It's almost like, knowing these things about ourselves, you know, how we operate, what motivates us. And then like, that's like with anything, what's my Enneagram number? What's my, you know, what's my personality as I'm approaching the to-do list and working with the way we naturally operate. Um, And I think in that really, like I said, I think it's that reverse engineering piece too, of getting clear on doing the big work, the core values, the vision, the goals, and then if you want, I can kind of start to dive into that, the five-step framework, because that's where, as we go through those five steps, then we can sort of pull out 
what do I do today? What's most important today? Because I'm all about, that's the thing. I am not anti-list. I actually, I love lists and I love writing things down. Like, so, but it's, it's really harnessing all of these things in the best way that's going to support us and not, again, I think that was my, that was a big part of my story. It was at the end of the day, I felt like I did all so many things and I didn't stop moving my body. Like I was doing things. And then I laid down at night and I was like, well, what did I actually accomplish? And there was, there was a disconnect there. Mm, I have felt that. So many times where, especially even the, the past week I worked a lot. And so I was just physically exhausted and mentally. And then I, I laid down and said, all right, what was my purpose behind that? What did I accomplish? You know, and thinking, thinking like that at night is good too, for us to know, okay, was I purposefully? So I would love to get into this five step framework. Where should we start? Yeah. Okay. So the first step is collect. And this is basically what we're all talking about when we're writing the mile long massive to-do list, it's collection. So, and you know, and there's, there's getting things done. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but there's all different kinds of frameworks, but you know, that containment. So we're, we have the ideas we're in the shower, we're on a walk. We're like, as moms, we're constantly like adding to the mental to-do list as well. Right. We've got our mental to-do list. We've got our physical to-do list. So this idea of collecting all the things and putting them in one to two central places, that was the other piece, right? Having the list over here, the list over here in my phone on like in there. So getting crystal clear on where are you going to keep your brain dump? And this is where I start with the brain dump and my brain dumps look like I would say the typical to-do list. (laughs) Right. So this is where, and that's, that makes sense because if you don't really start to go through, if you don't filter it through the entire five steps, you just think that's, that's normal. Like that's what I should be doing today. This massive, like, you know, 25 things brain dump. So that's where it, I started to do, see a huge shift for myself when, um, but I use the peace and productivity planner as well as Trello. Those are my two, And that's like a project management um, tool to where I do, and it's an app as well. Um, So I have my brain dumps in there and I'm constantly, literally the list, the heading says brain dump. So that's where they all go. Um, So that's the first step. And again, getting them out of our brains. So we're not carrying them around. And I know you said you do that, um, but then that's the key, right? Is knowing, is being consistent with that. Where are you going to do that? Um, and then once you have that brain dump going through and editing, and I like how you were saying, you know, taking that something off the list, this is huge because so many of the times, the two things I like to say, again, to kind of keep it simple, what can you delete completely or what can you delegate? What can you, I mean, that's a whole other podcast in and of itself, the delegation for moms, it can be some, it can be a big challenge, um, especially when we're, you know, so high achieving we want we're we're good at a lot of things let's just be honest we do (laughs) we're moms we're good at all the things so so this idea of again it's like until you become comfortable with it being uncomfortable in that like unknown space of okay I'm gonna delegate this thing whether it's to your husband to your children to a coworker, whatever that is but starting to see your list in this vein of here's the next step where can I edit because it doesn't just automatically because you wrote it down because it's on your list, 
that doesn't mean it's for you in this season. And I think that's a shift as well. And so the next step after, so we collect, we edit, and then we sort. And this is the other piece that I found. And I've kind of put this together after, you know, of course, like so much trial and error. And I'm like, what am I actually doing that's working? Like, so I piece this together. Um, so the sorting and it's the types of tasks. And I kind of alluded to that earlier. And I think this is where it's this big jumble of a brain, you know, of tasks when you're putting in laundry, eat lunch, you know, fold laundry, um, get the car cleaned, like things that you do on a recurring basis. This is where that's one of the things where you can sort it out. That's a type of task, a recurring task. What are you doing either weekly, monthly, daily? And so pulling that out of your massive master to-do list and knowing what I, the next step in that, you know, just for now, knowing that's a recurring task, but I like to create rhythms and that's a whole other, again, a whole other conversation, but creating the rhythms around it, like, you know, routine rhythms, just something that we can almost do on autopilot that we don't have to keep thinking about it and we don't have to keep adding it to our list every week or every day. So that frees up space as well. So then we have, so then we have the recurring and then is it a project? And this is another thing that I think is really important to, to mention when it comes to to-do lists. Think about some things that I've seen on my, my to-do list on other women I work with, clean basement, organized basement, declutter, you know, declutter house, like things like that, that are massive declutter house, house, literally, right? Like we all do it. We all do it. And, and we think again, it feels proactive to write something down and it is, but it also can backfire on us. I think a lot of times that's what happens because our brain doesn't know what to do with that. Our brain doesn't know what that means, where to start, how long it's going to take us. And we look at our day and, we, and we're like, well, we already have this and this going on. So I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to do it. The, you know, so it just goes on and on. So this idea of, again, it's looking at our list with fresh eyes, I think really is what is kind of where I'm going with this of pulling apart, pulling out then the projects. What are the bigger things that have many tasks under them or even multiple? It doesn't have to be a lot, maybe three to five that's a project, right? That's beyond just a one task. Um, so, so then master tasks. So this is your master task list. So it's recurring projects and master tasks. And it's, that's where I work from. I operate from my master task list. And then each, then this is where the next step is each week. And again, so this is a lot, I don't want to overwhelm you guys, but this idea of if you kind of do the one step at a time, it starts to makes sense, you know, the more you do it. <laughs> and it will, again, it's doing the work on the front end to get to this point where each week you're pulling your essential tasks from your master task list. You're not trying, and this is where you, this is when you were saying like, well, what is most important? You've already done the work, the hard work on the front end, you've already done it. So now each week when you sit down, hopefully to plan your week, whatever that looks like for you, you're able to say, okay, this is essential for this week. And the things that I like to look at kind of some of the questions that you can ask yourself, because we all go right to the urgent, right? What has a deadline? What is, you know, what needs to be done? And there are those things that is important. 
but we tend to fill up our essential list with those that only that and that's where we are left feeling at the end of the week like what did I accomplish so ideally we're combining we're looking at the urgent but we're also looking at the important what are the things what is a step towards the goal that I can take so the goal that I set what is you know is this thing aligned again using the values of the filter is this thing on my list is it aligned with my values with my bigger vision and then also we talked about so seasons are huge what season are you in like you had your this last week was a busy work little mini season right and so this idea of not i you know hopefully not cramming the to-do list with all the things knowing that the schedule was more full right so giving yourself space so it's looking at the holistic picture of your life and knowing what do you have the capacity for energy wise and also schedule wise. So that's a couple ways that you can ask yourself what's most important. And then when you have your weekly essential task list, mine's usually 10 things or less. I'm going to, um, I mean, and it's, again, this has come with practice and, and, and I do more than 10 things a week, right? This is the other I have my rhythms, I have the things that I'm doing, I'm meal planning, I'm doing all these things, but again, they're not on my task list. So it still feels more free. And then each day I'm looking at my essential tasks and I'm pulling out what are my top three most essential tasks, most valuable tasks is what I like to say. So, and that's the same kind of process. So each day, either I do it the day before or you know, for the next day or in the morning, so I'm prepared and I know exactly if I get these three things done, it will be a good day. I will feel accomplished. And again, that's on top of here's my schedule. I have podcast interviews. I have, you know, pick up kids. It's those buffer times. It's being realistic about your schedule and then picking your top three tasks from there. So that was a lot, but that is, those are the five steps. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love how you say picking the top three tasks because I, we get overwhelmed looking at everything. And this is why I've talked about this before, but when I plan out my week, I plan everything and I put it all on my calendar, yeah. but then I only look at my one day because it's not overwhelming when you see, okay, I can do this for today. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of the same thing. You're pulling out those tasks and it's like handle three things in a day. And yeah. so it, it really helps, I would say, with our productivity as well and the intentionality behind it. So I Absolutely. love that. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Um, I was thinking as you were talking about the to-do list, um, as far as a business owner, because you're a business owner as well. So when it comes to business owner tasks and personal tasks, mm -hmm. um, do you put them, do you combine them? And are those three things that you do in a day both? personal and business related, or how do you separate them or what do you do? Yeah, that's such a good question. Such a good question. And I've wrestled with this, right? With, with kind of figuring out, and that's the beauty of this. And just the way I operate in general is I'm a seven on the Enneagram too. So I'm like, let's experiment. Let's see what works. If it doesn't, let's try something else. That's okay. Like, okay. So, so with picking, you know, the three most valuable tasks, you know, what I do again, not to like, make it to, I think there's like a lot in that question, but what I do is I kind of theme my days and I look at my week as a whole. And so weekends are for family, literally Saturday, Sunday, like family. And not to say again, that I don't like check an email here or there, like it's not perfect, but that's for family. 
Fridays are my home admin days where I am grocery shopping, meal planning, um, running errands, whatever that is. Like that's fully, fully that day. And then, and then again, I have, so then I have Monday through Thursday where those are pretty much my work days. And I do, I have the, you know, the privilege of being able to make my own schedule. I'll say that, right. That's, I know that's not everybody's reality and that's, but that's kind of where I'm operating. But I do think we can all do this with our schedule. We can all kind of look and see, you know, what makes sense for what our schedule is, our family, our work, all the things. Um, And the batching is huge to kind of, again, so I don't feel, so I don't typically on Monday through Thursday, ideally, I'm not doing a whole lot for my home. I'm not doing a whole lot on that home list. I have it in my Trello. I have it in my, you know, in my, in the list. I know it's there. It's not going anywhere. So on Friday, that's the list I look at is my home task list. So typically, and then my top three on Friday will be home related, right? So then Monday through Thursday, typically my top three are business related. Again, so it's, it's really kind of figuring out, it's zooming out enough to see and then kind of like grouping things in a way that makes sense for you. Because I think that other thing, it's hard to do the task switching to constantly, especially if you're working from home, which a lot of us are now, right? And in some kind of capacity, because the laundry is right there, the dishes are right there. I could easily, you know, be task switching all day long. And that's where this, and sometimes I do, and then my productivity struggles for it, like suffers for it. So as much as possible, gaining that clarity again of like, these are, I think the more you do those brain dump lists, the more you're able to see like, these are the tasks that I'm doing regularly, creating those rhythms. So, cause I'm still, I do put in a load of laundry every day. I reset, you know, we make our beds, we clear the clutter. We're doing that in the morning, in the evening, but it's not on my top three for today because it's just a rhythm. It's what I'm already doing. So yeah, that makes sense. I love that. (laughs) I I love having a theme for the day or just having a daily focus going, okay, what is this day going to be about? Mm -hmm. And I love that. So, um, I know we talked a little bit about the prison productivity planner, but I want you to share more about it. And I know you created it with some of these things in mind. And I honestly, I have been talking about making a planner forever because I haven't found one I like yet either. It was kind of like, it's not catered to me and how know, my mind works. Know. You know, I want one that does. So I'm going to have to look into yours too. Maybe that one will be catered to what I'm looking for. But tell me a little bit about the planner and how it's used as a tool to simplify. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's very interesting. I've definitely, because I did, I went into creating the planner with that mindset of like, I'm going to create the one, like the one thing that will work. And I guess I didn't, wasn't going to say like, it's going to work for everybody, but mostly, yeah, it was for myself. Um, but I've realized in this idea of just like a little bit of a side note, the tools, right? That's what they are. They're tools. And then we use the tools and it's how we apply, you know, so I'm just learning that it's like something that I'm realizing that it's, it's, again, it's that freedom. It's that like not waiting until we find the one right thing. It's getting these frameworks and these systems down so that we can, you know, and then the right planner really helps (laughs) for sure. The right tools really help support us. Um, but it's almost like not waiting for those things. So it's, it's interesting. Um, 
but yeah, so the peace and productivity planner, it's been, oh my gosh, it's, I'm on my fourth year of designing it and it's come a really long way. Um, but to where, again, sort of as I was creating the peace and productivity method, which is core values, vision, rhythms, mindset, it's that holistic productivity. And so again, that it's not just time management and time blocking. I, it's, I needed more from the planner. And so that's what's in there. Each it's divided, there's seasons. And so every 90 days, it prompts you to look back. What are my core values? Again, a refresher. What is that? And it's in a, in a mind map form, which I was really excited about this, this particular um, year for 2022. I'm like, what year is it? Um, yeah. It's, in more like a mind map so you can make it your own, right? Like, so you can kind of brainstorm what are the values? What does that mean? How does my ideal week align with my values? Creating your vision for the different categories of your life, the goals. So every 90 days, it's those three things to sort of reorient you back to what matters most. That was really important because I, for me, for me that I felt was missing again, because that was what was transformative for me was having that clarity. And so I was like, I can do this, but then it's like, again, it had all the things in all the places. So I combined them and then it walks you through a month. So you have the monthly calendar, the monthly refresh, which is what I'm huge. You know, this is, I think this is what makes it different and also helps me to refocus. It's the refresh is going back to, okay, this is what I said. My values, my vision, my goals are how do, how do I break that down and how do I pull that into this month? What does that mean for this month? Because we're not, that again, we overwhelm ourselves with all the things we want to do in the year and we try to, we put them on like for this week, this month, but it's reverse engineering. It's pulling down, okay, what's my focus for March? And then we go into the week and there's a weekly refresh. So every step of the way, you're refreshing and resetting and going back to what you said was most important. And then it has, you know, the weekly view and each day. And this is where um, I'm still figuring out the best because some people like write a whole day on the page and some, you know, so it's, again, this is where you can't please everybody, but it's getting the most, you're able to see, you know, four days on two pages. Um, but there's still enough room to write your schedule, to write your top three tasks, to write what's for dinner, because that's huge for us moms. Um, so yeah, so it kind of, again, it, I think the biggest thing is that it gets the big picture. And like we've been talking about this whole time, it it walks you through the process of how to reverse engineer to set yourself up for success. That's great. I love it. And I love seeing the big picture because I do have a task management system. I use Asana, yeah. similar mm-hmm. to Trello. Yeah. Uh, but I also am just a paper person. Yeah. I want to write things out. I want to see it laid out. So it just gives me a visual for exactly. the week. So yeah. I love it. I love and that's it. what I'll do. Like I'll bring from my Trello with my, you know, I'll bring that in again to the, to the planner. So, because it's both, again, if it's just kind of floating around in the computer, it doesn't make it so real. You need it, that tactical, like, this is what I'm doing today. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love it. And I also like to write. I think when I write it, it helps me remember yes. it and it just yep. really helps me organize my thoughts a little bit more. 100%. So, super good. Super yeah. good. So as we wrap up, I want to hear, will you just walk us through the five steps one more time? Just briefly share what they mm-hmm. are starting with that brain dump. Yes. So collect, 
get all the things and pick and this is where just pick you know one to two places um that you're going to collect them and then edit so what can you delete what can you delegate and i do this i didn't mention this but i'll do this i have my weekly planning time is on friday so that's when i go through this process this five-step process so whenever even starting with if you don't yet have a time and a rhythm for planning your week that's an amazing place to start um, and then going through these five. So going through your brain dump that you've collected all throughout the week, right? So it's collecting all throughout the week in the one to two places. What can you delete? What can you delegate? And then sort. So the types of tasks. So the recurring tasks, the things that we're doing on a regular basis, the projects that are more than, you know, they're more than one task. I would say literally even two to three tasks or above. That's a project or something that you're going to need to break down and then master tasks. So this is what you've already deleted. You've already delegated. It's not a project. It's not a rhythm. It's a task and it's for you. So this is then what you're going to pull from your master tasks. This is your list. This is your simplified to-do list for the week. And so now you say, when you sit down to plan your week, whenever that is, you look at your schedule. Like you said, you plan out all the things. What's your schedule? What are your, what's your kid's schedule? So you know your capacity, your schedule, and also where's your energy at? This is the other thing I talk about is energy management. So where are you in your cycle? Where are you in life? What's happening? So then you decide your essential tasks for the week based on all of that information. So it's realistic and, in, and it's also aligned with where you're at. And then from there, the most valuable tasks for the day. So you're breaking it down, break it down until you're arrived at, okay, today, my top three tasks and get her done. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That simplifies it so much. Good. So if my listeners could only implement one thing this week from what we talked about, what should that be? Yeah, I would say pick a time to plan your week. If you don't already do that, pick a time, put it on the calendar and then start, you know, maybe write down this, these five steps and start to think, start with that first step. Where, what are the tools that you're going to use? Is it your phone? That's fine. Is it your, you know, just a piece of paper? That's totally fine. But getting that clarity for just practice it for one week um, and see, see where you're at. So good. I love this. I love talking about simplifying this <laughs> because I just feel like, I mean, I work on this all the time because as a busy mom, it just feels like that to-do list is so long, but yeah. being able to break it up and go, how can I do this a little bit more simply yeah. is so, so important so that we don't have to have the stress. So we can have kind of that peace and that balance that right. we're all looking for. Mm -hmm. And so I so appreciate you sharing with us, Sarah. It's been such a delight to have you on mm -hmm. here. I knew I wanted you here because I knew you would resonate with my listeners. So if they uh, want a way to connect with you, I know I'll throw a lot of things in the show notes for them, places that they can connect with you and work with you, but where are the main places they can find you? Yeah, thank you so much. This has been amazing. And yeah, I clearly I could talk about this all day long. Um, so the podcast is my favorite place to show up and to connect. And the exciting thing is it is actually changing over to the Peace and Productivity podcast now. So if you, you know, Google that, I'll give you all the links for that. Um, but yeah, we have, and Gabe's going to be on, we have interviews and then also Friday solo episodes where it's more like we talked about today, like 
practical, tangible coaching. Um, so that's been fun. And then the Facebook group. So productivity and time management for moms is my Facebook group. And I'm really putting more energy into this group and to where it's kind of an extension of the podcast, where if you love and you're listening to the podcast, come on over and hang out in the Facebook group, because that's where we can, you're going to meet the like-minded women who think the same, you know, not all, we don't all think the same way, but we can bounce ideas off each other. Right. And see, okay, this is working. I tried the five steps. This is where I'm struggling. Like just more connection there. So yeah, those would be the two places. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And in all things, I pray you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.